this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead World Beyond have just aired some episodes. We're just getting started talking about them. It's week 40 here on Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond on Post Show Recaps, the podcast where we are telling you what's happening on Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead World Beyond. There have been four episodes of Fear the Walking Dead Season 6. There have been five episodes of the Walking Dead World Beyond, and we've seen them all. And we're talking about them here on the podcast. So, like, you can either have someone who you're watching along with or you're just hearing the dispatches from the people in the zombie trenches telling you what you're missing. Either way, whichever way it works for for you, it works for us. I'm Josh Wiggler. First of all, I'm joined here by Jess, Jessica Lee. Jess, you, you seem to be, like, rubbing your jaw like there's, like, a dental issue, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And they told me to go to the dentist about it, but I just... I got other things on my plate right now, and I, I think I'm going to go. I got a date with a pair of pliers late, late, later. I'm going to take care of it myself. All right. Well, you know, we can't. Yeah, we, we can't can't uh, got to solve our own problems here. Right. So I, I endorse the plan. Uh, Chappelle's supposed to be here. I can't find him. Oh, there's like a box in the corner of the room. Hang on a second. In the box, Josh Wiggler. Let me it's open, in the box. Let me open up the box. Oh my gosh, Chappelle, what are you doing hiding in here? <laughs> I'm just uh, holding on to my uh, horn. <laughs> this very special vessel horn that's going to keep me safe. And keep so I'm, I guess secret. I'm just in time. Keep it yeah. secret. Keep it safe. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it Elton. I've, that's I've been in here for at least three days for sure. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, <laughs> you make it. A, a lot to talk about <laughs> on two episodes set within the zombie apocalypse of The Walking Dead. And I, you know, there was a moment, uh, my friends, when I was like, oh, why are we doing Or should we be doing this podcast? And then like last week was such like a valve release of, of laughter. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm in. I think I'm in. Like fear's actually good. And World Beyond, like at least like is making me laugh. Uh, and I'm and after like the doubleheader this week, I'm I Jess, I just remain so happy with the choice that we've decided to to watch Fear and World Beyond and podcast about it this season. I feel like the mindset with which we approach it is really ideal for what we are given. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, we've gotten some feedback uh, over the past couple of days uh, that I've that I've seen over email at least. 
um, that seem to be in line with what we're doing. Chappelle, uh, Karen C. from Los Angeles. Karen writes in and says about World Beyond, this show is so unrealistic, but I've decided <laughs> I'm going down with The Walking Dead ship. I feel like that's where we're at as well. That's the ship we're on. We we have uh, <laughs> reconstructed this uh, ship and made it into a raft with a boiler engine made out of an AC unit or something. <laughs> we are going. <laughs> I'm not sure the science behind it lines up, but whatever. We're here. And we're here. so, yeah, yeah, going down with it, Karen. Uh, Lori wrote in and said, you guys are having way too much fun uh, <laughs> on this show. Uh, and Lori continues. It says, I'm enjoying Fear, but Beyond is really hard to watch. The characters are irritating. It's hard to root for any of them. Huck is the worst. But I was going to make this week my last. But I enjoyed laughing with you guys so much this week that I'm going to hang in there and keep watching. Uh, and that seemed to be the Andrew Yu philosophy as well, Jess, of like, I can't watch another second. And uh, we, I don't know when we should be expecting our checks from AMC. Uh, because I do feel like maybe we are uh, we are owed... Uh, like at, it's a couple of uh, a couple of candy bars or something, uh, some like trick or treat residuals uh, for for the work we're doing and keeping people hooked on World Beyond. I feel like we're driving people to the Mississippi, Chappelle. Yeah, you, uh, we're keeping the raft afloat. Uh, some would say, uh, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not even picky. I they can send us some <laughs> swag. Like I, I will even take like a men's XL scratchy t-shirt mm-hmm. that says walking dead world beyond. I will sleep in it or something. Yeah. Just something, just something, just something yeah. to let us know that like you understand that what we're doing here, we're helping. It's a great service. We are underneath this makeshift raft Chappelle, and we are braving our own fears, uh, <laughs> to make sure that we're able to launch this thing. Uh, yeah. Despite our past hey. trauma. And speaking not to not to jump too far ahead, but speaking of being under the raft, Lori, I am offended. How can you f- not find someone to root for when Elton is right there, <laughs> Lori? How dare you? This All is right. <laughs> as the number one Elton stand, I take offense yeah. <laughs> and come at me. You know where to find me, King Lori. Of the, King of the Elton <laughs> fan club is Chappelle. All right. Well, I, I I think it's I like to start with Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, this is what I've decided. I want to start with Fear the Walking Dead. Let's work up to the entree that is the Walking Dead world beyond. Uh, I feel like that's that's the way we ought to do this thing because when it comes to fear of the Walking Dead, I feel like uh, we often have very sweet nothings to whisper into its ear. Uh, <laughs> and this week, it's the sweet tooth that we got to be worried about because my man John Dory, he's just been eating way too much candy, and he's got a he's got a tooth infection and. Uh, I believe that the tooth infection is both a result of all of that candy he's been eating ever since we met him, but also it's a metaphor. There's <laughs> rot in this community and it must be rooted out, Jess. Here's the thing I don't understand about the dental issue as a framing device. Virginia keeps telling him, hey, we got a dentist. Why don't you go see the dentist? Go talk to the dentist. And John Dory's like, meh. Okay, I'm going to pull it out myself with pliers. I'm, I'm going to Tom Hanks I'm scared. that. I'm scared of the dentist. I don't want to go. Dentist was scary before the apocalypse. That doesn't mean he's not scary after. Yeah, but the dentist, almost always, if you have tooth pain, you go to the dentist and he does a scary thing, but then your tooth no longer hurts. 
Toothy, no hurdy. So <laughs> I, I feel like uh, there's a very simple cause and effect that even John Dory should be able to understand, even though he's basically like Forrest Gump as a cop. <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid. He doesn't want to go to the dentist, Chappelle. Like the, 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 he maybe had like, you know, we know that John Dory is a man who lives in the past, right? He really feels his history. Maybe he had a really scary dental dental encounter that he hasn't monologued about yet. I think the scariest thing about about the dentist is the pain, right? And I don't think there's a, a more painful way of extracting a, a rotten tooth than just ripping it out with pliers with like no type of professional, you know, background or, you know, any equipment that can help you mitigate the pain. So it seems like if your goal is to avoid that moment, you wouldn't just go rip it out yourself with, you know, common household tools. But maybe John John Dory is a different type of individual. I personally would have had to find the dentist and uh, do this the proper way, you know, yeah. maybe keep in, inspe- in, uh, infection from spreading, you know, maybe having just some trained eyes look at it. But who are me? Who are me to judge? Yeah. I, <laughs> who knows? Who knows how 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 we would all act in the in the zombie pod? If there's a dentist around, you probably should go to the dentist. But for those who only listen to the podcast and don't watch the episodes and are like, what's all this tooth talk here at the start of the pod? Uh, basically, in Fear of the Walking Dead this week. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead taking this anthological approach to the season where every episode is basically its own self-contained story. This was the John Dory story, and John Dory is now uh, the sheriff of Lawton as uh, the town, uh, which is appropriate because this is a Lawton Order episode of Fear of the Walking oh Dead. Oh, my God. How about Chung that? Chung. How about oh that? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, yeah. gosh, please. Yeah. Yeah. I- Watch this whole episode. Yes, I, 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 I'll give yeah! you a hot take. <laughs> I'll give you a hot take. I enjoyed the world beyond more than I enjoyed fear this week. Last week I was raving about fear, but the I like <laughs> it is completely obvious that this is all ripped from every t- crime show that we've yeah, ever seen. Any t- it it was just so cookie cutter of a crime like uh, episode of just insert initials to whatever other show svu true crime, true crime. Yeah, whatever it was every every step of the way Dirty there was nothing John. surprising about this yeah. I, did they is that a conscious effort or did they just not know that we've already been to this well no before? they did it they did it. i think they're like yeah let's do uh let's do law and order on the walking dead we haven't really done that yet and so they decided to do it uh you know, he's a cop. He was a cop once upon a time, and they haven't, like, really gone in on, like, well, John Dory was a cop. We haven't really had a CSI episode. Oh so why God. don't we do a CSI episode uh, with with John Dory in the David Caruso seat? Uh, so <laughs> CSI FTWD. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's what they're going for. CSI Lawton. Yeah, it was hard for me to watch. I'm not going to lie. I was just kind of annoyed that, like, you, you guys know we've seen this episode, but like on every other show that ever existed that has a cop. Yeah. So I was, yeah, it, it wasn't my favorite. I'm not going to lie to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, so John Dory's like, the, he's a cop now, and he's like writing letters to Jenna Elfman, a.k.a. June, a.k.a. Laura, a.k.a. Naomi, so many names. She's settled on June, uh, and he's been writing letters to her, sweet nothings again, uh, being like, hey, Lawton's a pretty cool place. At least these people, they know which way is up. And then he discovers a murder, uh, and he has to inspect the murder, uh, and no one believes him. He's like, I sense foul play, shenanigans afoot. And Virginia's like, oh, yeah, shenanigans, indeed. Uh, it's your friend Janice. 
Janice did this. Uh, I didn't realize, guys, that Janice was an established character in the show. I think that that's how much I had forgotten season five of Fear of the Walking Dead, that she showed up in season five of Fear of the Walking Dead as an escapee from the Virginia compound. And she's like, yeah, don't run into Virginia. She's terrible. And I guess now, like, we know why Virginia really had it out for Janice. Chappelle <laughs> just set, set her up. Yeah, I mean, with I mean, look at Janice. She's like, yeah, whatever. I'm set up, but I, I could go. It's fine. Yeah. Execute me. I did it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, the whole episode. Virginia was probably the most transparent um, that I've ever seen her ever. Like, if you couldn't look at her for two seconds and tell that she was lying <laughs> every time, he's like, yeah. I think there's a, I think there was a crime here. She's like, no. Yeah, Virginia kept being like, <laughs> Janice did it. Wink, wink. And John's like, I don't think I'm picking up what you're putting down. She's like, Janice was the Janice. killer. Like, yes. if there is a killer, because there's not, but if there was, Janice. It's yeah. like, wait, shouldn't we be looking further into this? Janice, no, Janice, Janice. did it. Janice, <laughs> Janice killed Cameron. Janice, Janice with the earring in the barbed wire pit, Jess. That's the, that's the culprit. But John Dory's not buying any of this. I, I gotta say, I literally do not understand a single goddamn thing Virginia <laughs> ever does. Mm. I'm just <laughs> gonna say it, and I'm sure someone's gonna come at me. It's okay, I'm on a social media fast. You can slide into my mentions about why I'm wrong about this, but... It'll get least, buried. Yeah, you won't see yeah, it. Yeah, it'll get buried. I'm not gonna see it, so I don't care. I'm just gonna go off, because... Do it. She, it just appears to me that she just murdered a guy out of nowhere because she, you know, for for funsies. And then when it became when the ex, when the whole like investigation thing became too much and it was starting to get close to her, she came up with this whole other reason to uh, pin it on Janice and then also kill Janice. But it kind of seemed like Cameron was pretty happy where he was and Janice wasn't making a whole bunch of trouble. So what is the point? Other than at the end, she says, I just want everybody to feel like they're safe. Well, you know what makes people feel safe? Nobody getting murdered. That's yeah. what makes people feel safe. So maybe just don't choose a random person and murder them because you feel like it. I mean, at least when Negan murdered people, he had a reason for it and it kept people in line. So I, yeah, Josh is just like trying to well, get a word in here. Well, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is. I mean, if you're going to murder Cameron, and who knows, maybe she does have her reasons. Maybe Cameron was Kirk Cameron, and she was really disappointed with him post-growing pains. And so she was just like, this is my shot. I got to shoot it. You know? All uh, right. That I could get behind. You know, she's got to take her shot at Mike Seaver, and this is where we're going. Uh, or for whatever reason. You know, maybe there's a reason to murder Cameron. We don't know. We like Janice. So, you know, or I think <laughs> we're, we're meant to like Janice and Janice liked Cameron. So I think by uh, we're, we're supposed to like Cameron if Janice likes Cameron. So maybe there's a Virginia E reason to kill off Cameron. But I, I think where I where I take issue is don't just leave him in the barbed wire thing. Like disappear him. How about you yeah. do this? How about you do this? How about you kill Cameron and you disappear him? You know, so, you you bring him into the forest and you dig a hole and you leave him there, and everyone's you like, don't even "Where's Cameron?" You're like, "Oh, I don't know. Where is Cameron?" It's a good question. <laughs> I mean, you don't even need to do that in the zombie apocalypse because I feel like you've got a pretty solid waste disposal system at <laughs> you know at your convenience. Just take him out in the forest and leave him there as like a free snack. 
Yeah. yeah. He's going to get amped. There's going to be nothing left of it. Yeah. My, my favorite thing about uh, Cameron coming up missing, you know, he, he didn't show up for work. So ima- imagine not showing up for work and literally all your coworkers just pull up at your house. <laughs> like I was taking a personal day. Yeah. Like you missed your shift. Here I am. And they knock on the door and then they find out, you know, hey, he's dead. But again, we don't know why this murder happened. We don't know if it was a altercation, maybe a lover's quarrel, or like uh, maybe it's an accident. Maybe she did it because she just hates the guy. Maybe he was nefarious and she was trying to protect him. We don't know. We sat through the whole sleuth drama to find out nothing. We don't. There's, we no, motive. Don't there's yeah, no motive. There's no motive. You know, it, as far as it being a, a you know like a, a detective episode, uh, it's like one of those Law and Order episodes where you don't have resolution at the end. We're like. Did, well, well, we got the person off of the crime, but then like she winks at the camera at the end, and Mariska Hargitay catches that. It's like, oh shit, did I help the bad guy leave? Right. And so it's like one of those like, oh, now you have to interpret. Uh, did 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 the right person? Uh, did 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 they get away with it? And, you know, we don't really know. And like the point is like the the torment of the soul where John Doerr is like, I don't know about any of this. I don't think this is such a good thing. that <laughs> I know Jan, come on, Janice didn't do it, you know, but like, he doesn't know who did or why. And so it's just about like the rot, you know, this episode, it's about the ache. It's about the, it's about the nagging feeling that something is amiss. And so this episode is trying to establish that, before any of this bullshit went down, John Dory was like, you know what? A few months have passed. I'd like June to be here. But otherwise, like, I can hang here. People yeah. are all right. People are fine. People are cool. And then they killed Cameron and they set up Janice for it. And they, they like, rock zombied her, right? Like, they set her up to get, like, <laughs> mutilated by music-driven walkers. And I don't feel so good about any of that anymore. And I'm going to have to like yank myself out of this system the way I'm going to yank my dead tooth out of my face. Well, uh, and so I guess like that's the point of the episode is like, all right, yeah. so now we've got a John Dory who's like in like not open rebellion, but he's gearing up. Yeah. And Josh, that's kind of it's kind of like the beginning of the episode. He's doing his Ken Burns Civil War thing where he's writing his letter. My yeah. dear Laura. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come back to me. Come back to Cold Mountain. Yeah. And and he while he's in the process of that, he's doing that thing that um, Max from the Sound of Music thing where he says, what's going to happen is going to happen. And we just make sure it doesn't happen to us. And it's like, oh, this is a terrible place. Even if be adjusting to it be happy with it you have to confront the fact that it's not actually a good place if people are just randomly murdering people for no. the optics no it turns out that, that yeah. lawton is a von trap it's a von trap it's a von trap <laughs> and you, know? you gotta you gotta sing your edelweiss and get the heck out and of there get out of there leave call the nuns let them get you to austria get right. out of this place better hope you don't run into rolf yeah, oh, Rolf, what a what a sneak, Rolf. I hate him. Uh, He's a turncoat, total traitor. Uh, yeah, that's like what's going on here. Is that like, is Strand the Rolf in this scenario? Yes, he is a little bit. Yeah, he is because Str- <laughs> Strand's like, ah, oh, John Dory, it's so good to see you again. And John Dory's like, oh, Strand, oh my god, my best friend. And they're like <laughs> hugging it out, and they're so pumped at the start of the episode. It was actually just a kind of like a sweet scene, and there was a part of me that was thinking, like, is this just like a way to like 
remind us that Strand is moving on up in the world and like he's like he's part of the system now and like are we not going to check back in with him again? I almost would have preferred that. And then instead what we get is Strand's like, no, I'll I'll help you out the way that I said, but then I will also totally just sell you down the river. I swear it's for a greater good. But like, yeah, I'm not letting you you die for Janice. She's not a serious regular man. Uh, yeah. And so like Strand, Strand, she's just a featured extra. She, he he, <laughs> he narks he narks him out. He narks out uh, yeah. John Dory. Uh, are we thumbs down on Strand this week or thumbs up on Strand after this, Chappelle? I was excited to see Strand because I thought, you know, in the midst of this investigation, this is the buddy cop film that we needed, right? Like, we have our Olivia, and now Stabler has shown up. <laughs> like, and, and this is the reunion we've been waiting for. Yes, what yeah, What yes. is Vincent without Stabler? Yeah. And Elliot shows up, and then he, next thing you know, he's he's getting pistol whipped. She had to go upside his head with the butt of a gun yeah. just because because he betrayed her. I was shocked. I was like, I've seen this episode before, but every time it stings, you know, every time. So I, I still I still like I still like Strand because it's just Janice. Guys. It's just Janice. It's just but and he and he had a good point. Listen, Janice was ready to go down with the ship. The problem is. Through John Dory's investigation, he was hitting all the spots that we know you have to hit, right? You have to go to the crime scene. You have to investigate the body. You have to go report it. Then you have to get told, you know, this is a non-starter. Don't worry about it. But it still nags with you. So then you have to go to, uh, you got to go to an autopsy. And so he goes and he views the body and he looks at the body, but the evidence has been tampered with. You know, he had hit all the spots. And so Strand correctly noticed that, hey, no one's going to like you snooping around here. It's either, if it's either you or Janice. We got to lose Janice. I'm we sorry. We got to lose Janice. We're going to need yeah, you. We, We're going to need you, John Dory. But Janice is burned. Like, on top of everything else, right? Like, Janice ran away once. She went, Like, that's how they found her last season is she was hiding out somewhere. They're like, oh, what's your deal? She's like, hey, so my name's Janice. And I know this woman, Virginia, who's coming after you. And she's no good. And you don't want to be involved in that. And so Virginia, like, welcomed her back, I guess, for however long she did. And now, like, she's been set up for all of the, the, the Cameron stuff. And Janice is like even trying to say to John Dory, like, don't don't throw this away for me. Like, I'm done. Like, there's no shot here. I'm finished. They're like, my j- the, the jig is up. They know I'm imposter. They're just waiting. Like, they're keeping me around for a little while. Uh, they're going to vote me out in like a day. Uh, and so so John Dory and like is not listening to anyone on this. Even even Jacob, the rabbi, who I love, by the way, and I'm so thrilled to see <laughs> Rabbi Jacob back. I love that the town preacher is a rabbi. That's amazing. amazing. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Everyone's like, oh, great sermon, rabbi. It's like, oh, you know, you know, I do what mm. I do. Uh, <laughs> He's a man. Rabbi, rabbi Jacob, what a mensch is like talking to, to John Dory. And like even Rabbi Jacob is basically like, you know. It's not that I want Janice to die, <laughs> but but that being said, if I have to choose, I prefer right. Janice to die over you, John Dory. <laughs> like, Ra- no. Ra- Rabbi Jacob is all of us. <laughs> Rabbi yeah. Jacob's great. Rabbi Jacob's a great character. He's just like, uh-uh. Uh, gotta be honest with you. Like, it would be sad to lose anyone here. Uh, Janice is sweet, and she's wonderful, and, you know, she's been helpful. and She's good at laundry. She, you know, gets the word out. She's a good messenger and all of that. But like, she's done here, man. You're not. And so, uh, I like when when uh, when when John finds Janice dead and he wanders back into town after burying her. And his like, th- he does look at Rabbi Jacob. He's like, "Was it you? You know, yeah. If, if it was on, you, Rabbi I think Jacob. we could probably hash this out with words." 
and Rabbi Jacob's like, no, it was Strand. It was him. <laughs> and John Dory's like, all right, well, then I can get into a fist fight with Strand. Rabbi Jacob gave up immediately. He did it. He did it. It was him. It was him. Folded like laundry. Yeah. Folded oh, like the right. laundry that's not getting folded anymore. Anymore. Yeah. There's a void of power vacuum for uh, for laundry. It, how on, on a scale of, of zero to extra, how extra was the way in which they executed Janice uh, by hanging her from a tree and blaring music like John Cusack so that it could attract the attention of some walkers so that she could get consumed by zombies feels like that's a lot of moves that you, you, you could just shoot the person at this point. Like, why are you putting in all of this work to, to even lure zombies within like, you know, spitting distance of your town feels like a bad call, Jess. Yeah. You want to keep the zombies away and the, well, this is this just harkens back to like the the long speech that we got earlier in the episode about one time they executed a man and he got ripped to shreds and I don't want that for my community and so I'm going to do that exact thing for my community. Right. Um. Yeah, the music part is a little bit weird because it's like did I at first I thought maybe Janice got to pick at first I thought maybe she killed herself like she got out and like just killed herself and decided that she wanted something. You know, like Sasha did at the, right. at, yeah, mm-hmm. like we're just going to pick a, we're going to pick a, the last song you ever want to listen to. And then I thought, well, no, it's, it goes I back to that what speech. what that would be for Yeah. Me. Yeah, me oh, too. Oh, let's talk it out. Let's talk yeah. it out. Yeah, I want to talk this uh, out. Chappelle, you, you uh, seem to have ideas. I mean, we kind of touched on one of my favorites, but if it's going to be, I got to go with Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We talked about it last week. That's it's a solid in my head Ever since I said it. So yeah, uh, give me that. Give me that one every time. I'm a third eye blind guy like Silas. <laughs> All right. I, I got one. I got going with Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, oh yeah. my God. I've been afraid of changes, but uh, yeah, yes. this is a big That's change. A, That's a sad way to go out. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like my death is going to be extremely sad. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. I'll go uh, uh, old school, uh, old school for Josh Wiggler and go Joshua Giraffe by Raffi, uh, <laughs> which was my favorite song as a as a boy. You're, you're Joshua thinking about Giraffe was born in a zoo. He lived there too. What little <laughs> of life he had, wasting <laughs> away with no room to play. In your Raffi last, in your last minutes. This sounds so sad. Well, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna take him back to happier Live times. Next door to the elephants. Yeah, it was great. He great will song. revert back into yeah. his younger, or innocent, naive self. Well, there's a hopeful moment in Joshua Giraffe where uh, I don't know how it happens, but someone goes, "Never fear, Joshua, for a vision will appear," uh, <laughs> and they like try to like tell Joshua how he a giraffe will will live a happier life. I think it has a pretty like he woke up and it was all a dream. You're still in the zoo type of ending. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like something you would hear in your last in your as you're tied to yeah, a Rappy's voice. <laughs> be soothing. I don't know. And he'd yeah, my name and I'd be thinking of myself as a giraffe. And I don't know. It could be fun. Uh, I love how the the execution method kind of gives you like survivor challenge where they have that piece of meat hung up and all the yeah. <laughs> all the the yeah. walkers are like biting off of it trying to put yep. the meat and like weigh it. That's yeah. exactly what I I saw when she said that. I said, "Oh, that's disgusting." That's weird. <laughs> it's not even the first time that's come up in a conversation on a podcast for me in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Janice is gone. It was very extra. I think that they probably could have just done this one simpler, but what are you going to do? They're getting creative. They're bored, Chappelle. Yeah. I still want to know. I still want to know if they let Janice pick Mm. or if they're just (laughs) like, no, you're getting sad 60s country music Mm -hmm. because it's Texas. It's what they've got available, I guess, you know? Yeah, you got this or Journey. Which one do you want? Yeah, they like slide over the karaoke book, Chappelle. And she's like, you guys don't have a whole new world? You kidding me? Uh, Yeah, if I got to choose between this and Journey, I'm I'm choosing this one. I'm going with Janice on this one. (laughs) Janice (laughs) made the right choice. Uh, If I have to hear Don't Stop Believing, I might die before they get to me. Hold on to that (laughs) feeling. Yeah. Uh, uh, There was a moment where I thought that this episode was... The season, like the season six, John Dory done in one. I kind of thought for a time that maybe what we were building to was Virginia coming up with some kind of excuse to get rid of John Dory. And I thought John Dory was going to die by the end of this thing. And John Dory would at least like be able to die with his principles intact. Uh, and instead, John Dory is still alive and June is back. And who knows what's going to happen with John Dory and June moving forward. But Jess, for you, was there any moment where you thought John Dory was going to die in this one? I don't think so. I mean, I don't fear The Walking Dead likes to pull deaths out of nowhere on us. But I really thought that you'd get a little bit more buildup for a character like John Dory. I, I, I think it would be very powerful. And Walking Dead Prime has taught us this to show you exactly how bad a bad guy is by having them dispatch somebody you love. Um, I think we've seen that happen before and it is very effective, but I think you wouldn't want that all to happen at the hands of an internal monologue. You would want his loved ones to be around him. So it's maximally impactful. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like John Dory is the only one who wanted, who, like didn't want him to survive this episode because everyone else was trying to like John, yeah. just let it go. It's just Janice, you know, like, dude, it's just Janice. Just like get on board, man. Yeah, Janice was like, it's just me. Just, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, even God. Janice is like, I don't it's, want I, you to I, die I, instead I am, of me. I am literally just <laughs> Janice. Yeah, I'm just Janice. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I, I figured he wasn't going to die. I didn't know everybody was going to step, you know, like prevent him from dying, but I figured he wasn't going to die because they have to show us the the you know him reuniting with uh, with June. There's so much build up, and don't don't we all just want to love like Johnny and June? Don't we? Isn't yeah. that a thing? Yeah, I'm still yeah. mad at how that was rolled out. So no, <laughs> yeah. I, I really I really hated that he's. It was like the Forrest Gump style narration of you know I I was living by myself and then she came into my life and then she went away and then they show a flashback and it's literally he's living by himself and she comes into his life and she goes away. I wanted there to be something more to that story. And the fact that there wasn't is still stuck in my craw like a rotting tooth. Like uh, <laughs> peas and carrots, which uh, John and June go together like. They they really do. But I did love the whole thing where, where Virginia's been reading his letters the whole time. And so she knows where he's at emotionally. And she knows that he's not going to foment rebellion because he's John Dory and that's just not how he operates. So oh, she's John like, Dory, I've read your letters and I know that you're lawful good. You're a paladin. So this is great. Yeah. Like, I know that you're fine. Like, I know that you're totally on board with everything. And he's like, wait, you read my stuff. Did you read like the really sensitive part that, <laughs> right? you know, 
Yeah, did you read the dirty stuff? Yeah. He's telling you to read the dirty <laughs> read stuff. About dirty John. And he's like, well, <laughs> well, I actually come speaking of the dirty stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just made a gesture with your hands that I I don't know what it is that you just I, it's like, here's June. <laughs> I'm bringing you June. <laughs> Got it. Okay. of the dirty okay. stuff. Here's June. Okay. Okay. I don't think there's actually any dirty stuff yeah, in John Dory's like letters. I think I was like, Jess, what did you just do to John Dory? <laughs> oh my God. I did nothing to John Dory. As far as I'm concerned, John Dory is like a Ken doll. Yeah, smooth parts. Smooth parts yeah, only for totally John Dory. Smooth. smooth parts. I think he's yeah, so I'm non-sexual. Just... He's so lawful good, he's non-sexual. Yeah, I would yeah. guess though. I can imagine his dirty parts are like, I just want to hold your hand. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> can't wait to hold your hand, June. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just a lot of hand holding, a lot of can't staring. Wait till I see you again eyes. when we can right. uh, nuzzle noses like David the Gnome. Uh, <laughs> sort of our classic go-to move. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, he's. Like, I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's very. Yeah. It, it's very Jane Austen. Like we're gonna just we're gonna just walk around the room together. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see you again, June, so I can shoot you a furtive glance. Nah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. John Dory, all smooth. Uh, well, John Dory should already be mad. Yeah, yeah, he should already be mad um, because I feel like if. If you're running a community, if you're running a functioning community, like why is why is Ginny so uptight about about people holding hands and casting furtive glances? Like, is that the whole reason that she killed Cameron because she knew he was getting it on with somebody? Yeah. Is she just like, um, we're all we're all shakers here. We do not do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed the whole part where she is she is also smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Like is she just mad at people? For, is it like a horror movie? Is she is she punishing people for this? Yeah, because I want to keep the town stable. I want to keep everyone alive. So if you all start doing it, that's not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you know who I love. I love her. Her biggest foil is Dakota, her sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Dakota is not even trying to hide the fact that yeah. she is the one like doing this stuff. She walks right past her, walks down the steps, and says, "You know, it was Virginia, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, I, you do know it was her." I feel like Josh needs to truck out his Gilly impression right here because she's very Gilly. <laughs> Dakota, <laughs> Dakota, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dakota's going to cause some trouble. What I'm really here for is the inevitable Dakota v. Charlie showdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A battle of the uh, of the of the children. Are they going to battle, Josh? Or are they going to join forces and we get the Dakota Charlie? Because like Janice was like a big ticket item. Like, see, we kill our characters. We killed Janice. <laughs> uh, that Janice will be the highest profile casualty of uh, season six of Fear of the Walking Dead. You heard Until it here first, people- folks. They'll get rid of Virginia eventually, but like all the good guys, we're fine. They're going to be fine. They're all going to make it. Yes. It's huh. just, but we're going to lose like all of like the Janice level characters or toast. So what do you think happens to Lawton once we get rid of Virginia? Is it just going to destroy the whole community and like the Scooby gang plus like a couple of extra stragglers ride off into the sunset and we do the next thing next season? Or do we think that they're just going to be like, okay, we're going to leave somebody good in charge Dakota. Now you're in charge of the town. Oh my God. We're we're not welcome here. We're going to go somewhere else. Dakota is like the mayor, uh, like Ben Wyatt style. 
Yes. Uh, She's going to build an ice rink. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Not going to go good. well. They're going to come back to Lawton in two seasons and it's going to be like, oh yeah, we murdered her. We hung her from a tree and played bad country music mm-hmm. to track the walkers because she tried to build an ice rink in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah maybe. I bet they leave Rabbi Jacob in charge. Yeah. That's in oh, charge. that's a good he guy to like be in charge. He's like a stand-up guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I really want that. I want that because I want Rabbi Jacob in charge of Lawton and Father Gabriel in charge of Alexandria. And then we get the two of them together a couple of seasons from now in an inevitable crossover on like the anthology series. And it's like the Keeping the Faith episode of uh, <laughs> the Universe. Well, you have Jenna Elfman, so you're already exactly, like halfway there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She's the connector. And so you've got yeah. uh, Rab- Rabbi Jacob is the Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Gabriel is the Edward Norton. And Jenna Elfman's the Jenna Elfman. It's it's perfect. You, so, you you nailed it, Josh. I like it. I like it. Uh, I guess we should talk about the key, which is what the episode is called. And, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it's in thirty <laughs> seconds of the episode. Yeah, Morgan gets attacked by some bros. Yeah, uh, they're looking for the guy from the first episode who I, we recall something totally different. His name is Emil. Yeah, and so when they say, "Yeah, we're looking for Emil," and and Morgan is like, "But you just ate," and they're no Emil. No. And he said, well, ask Virginia where he is. They're like, who the hell is Virginia? And they're like, no, we just want a key. And Morgan's like, what key? Oh, you mean this key? And then he kills him. Yeah. So they get to and Morgan. So Morgan is is like definitely like like if if you thought it was like a one shot thing with the bounty hunter, no way, Chappelle. Like Morgan's like fully back on like his his mega killing bullshit. Like he split that one guy in half. There were like guts coming out of a like a, a human dude. You know, yeah. was, <laughs> you know, I mean, Morgan w- warned them, but I don't understand how they thought. I mean, even though it's two on one, they have to see this big, huge axe thing that that Morgan has. This this knife, this shiv that you have, is not going to be enough to kill this man. All it takes is one. You could shiv him, and he still live. If that axe hits you, you're dead. Yeah, that man yeah. an axe. Yeah. It's also a long range weapon. If you're yeah. three feet away from him, you're going to come in with a stabby. He's got the axe, and <laughs> yeah. he's. But here is the part that I do not understand. Everybody's looking for this key. And then Morgan murders two guys that know what the key is. And then he holds the key up. And he's like, what do you unlock? Like, well, maybe you could have <laughs> waited a minute and like not killed one of these guys for 30 seconds. to Find out what the key is for. Yeah, this is why like uh, it like Morgan's like, I'm something new now. No, you're not. Because no. you were something new now. And you were just like being like a very discerning killer. We're like. I'm willing to kill, but I got to think about it. Like, I'm going to think, I'm going to think before I act. Then if he, or before I act, as it were, (laughs) he would have, he would be like, these guys clearly want this thing. One of them's going to have to tell me what it's about. I have to keep one of them alive. And he could have done it. I think he could have done it. He He could have, like, it was like uh, Crazy Eight in the first couple episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's like, I'll give you, give you a sandwich. Uh, talk to me in the basement. Yeah, like you yeah. could have, you could have brought the guy to the basement. These guys are unaffiliated with Virginia. That's interesting, huh? So we're opening up the world some more. There's another group out there that wants the key that is involved in the Virginia game. Uh, and so we've been wondering, like Virginia's, like uh, you found the weapon, Strand. It was you. It was the friends we made all along the way. <laughs> You're the army. We need an army. Uh, and it's not just an army for Morgan, I guess. Like there must be like some other group out there that we're not aware of yet that Virginia is. Uh, and yeah, and Emil 
is some kind of he was some kind of independent contractor that yeah. Virginia sometimes hired, Freelancer. which is weird. It's really weird because Virginia seems to not do the whole like independent contractor thing. She's like, all of you are full time. You're on the health yeah. plan. You yeah. must you sign up benefits. with full benefits. Yeah. You got to fill out this W two. None of this W four nonsense. Yeah. And. <laughs> It is really weird to me that she was like, except for you, you can do whatever you want. You can work for other guys. It's cool. Maybe he's just like, I'm never going to sign on full time. I'm happy to like, he's just like a very confident contractor. He's like, I I, I want to make my my, business. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm happy to work with you, but I won't work for you. And Virginia's like, ah, fine. I'm, I'm, I'll I'll keep working with him because maybe over time, like our deal will be so good that he'll want to. Yeah. It could be a temp situation. Um, but here's here's the thing I'm not totally sure of. Does Virginia know what the key is for? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody? Yeah. Right. Because the, the people who want the key don't know who Virginia is. Right. And Emil had the key, so they have yeah. to know the they know what the key is. Well, they yeah. they're dead now, so it doesn't matter yeah. what the key is. Yeah. Yeah. There's more people, we assume. They, there's like a we assume there's more people. Yeah. It's not just these two guys, right? And Emil that was like a threesome. No. Yeah, yeah I think, you would yeah. think there's a lot of people looking for that key. What is it? <laughs> is a snack closet? It could be, but I feel like Pantry? also it looks like it looks like a normal house key. And you would really think that those kinds of things are pretty easy to fix. Like, yeah. don't are there any locksmiths? Are there any locksmiths left alive? Could they just take the lock off? Do you even need a locksmith? Could you like figure out because you get like a cordless drill and take it all off yourself? Yeah. It's also apparently uh, it, this key is easy enough that you can like forge a bunch of them, you know, like yeah. the, the, like the, the locksmith operation here in the post apocalypse must be good enough that this key you can replicate a bunch. You can make a bunch. Uh, so whatever it unlocks, as you would imagine, like a fairly standard lock and key situation. Yeah, It's not uh, one of those ones that's got the little stamp on it that says do not duplicate. You could put that <laughs> in any key duplication machine and get an extra. For sure, right. yeah. Show up to Lowe's, no one's going to question you. Yeah, I see. exactly. Yeah. Those are still functional at the local abandoned supermarkets, I guess. Those you could find you could find a, a machine and like uh-huh. open up to a generator <laughs> and make the key. Uh, it would be a whole episode. There's going to be a whole episode about this. Like, we want everybody to have a copy of the key, so we have to go find the key duplicating machine. So you got you got to imagine then, because like everyone's like, oh, I'll just pick the lock. Uh, if, it, if it's like if the key is like legitimately gonna like open something that it's like you gotta like show the key to someone like I got a key and they're like oh let me look at it yep that's the genuine thing and then you get access to somewhere that would be my bet otherwise it's like you know you could probably just pick a lock and that'd be it but like I think like maybe like having the key maybe means that these people could infiltrate like they could pose as rangers they can get access to some shit I don't know I don't know we'll find out uh, Chappelle, I got, I do agree with you ultimately. I, I think that this is the weakest of the four that we've had so far. Uh, but I think it, it also, uh, it, you know, it's still, it's still more fun than it's not for me. Uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm not mad at having watched it, but if we're doing rankings, I think that this is, this is a fourth place currently. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate it. There were just some moments where, I mean, it, it was the most predictable thing that you could ever see just because if you've seen any other cop show, it's the same. It was the same exact format the entire way through. Um, yeah. So, so for me, no, it's, it's last place, but it's still, it was watchable and I had a good time. I, I, I did want to point out one uh, area of concern. Uh, Morgan before, when he was attacked by these two looking for a meal, they rammed his car. And I was so worried about 
Lassie. Yeah. 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 The, the, the dogs don't wear seatbelts. So I just knew that that was the end of that whole little, you know, partnership. I'm hoping this doesn't end in an I am legend type situation. But as long as the dog doesn't fly through the windshield in a, in a car accident, right. which yeah, then I'm okay. But you got to think that that's like the last thing you have to worry about in the zombie apocalypse is getting into a car accident. Yeah, getting like T-bone in the middle of the road is just like, yeah. that's ridiculous. There's and no traffic. Poor, this poor little dog you yeah. know, probably never experienced anything like this. Uh, yeah. and, you know, just let alone a car ride, like doesn't have <laughs> the same joy that dog typically does. Uh, and like they get in the car accident, Morgan's first thing's like, you all right? You doing okay down there? And he's like in like the little, you know, the little <laughs> section of the pasture. So you feel I I now have dog anxiety. I'm not all right. right. <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go break into the veterinarian's <laughs> office and steal some doggy Prozac. <laughs> poor, poor pooch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was worried about last scene. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back and we are going to talk about the Walking Dead World Beyond. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, let's get into World Beyond. Um, I, I get the chance to watch these a, a little early due to my capacity as a, an entertainment reporter. And Chappelle, you were on the Community Building podcast with me over at uh, the, on the Posture Recaps patron feed this past week. I said, uh, uh, great episode coming up for us to talk through for our guy, Elton. And you were very worried. Uh, how was your experience watching the, the Elton joint? We got an Elton John situation across <laughs> World Beyond <and> Fear this <laughs> week. Elton John. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> okay, so I will admit that after Josh told me that, I was worried, but I, I do a really good job of compartmentalizing, so I forgot that I was worried. And so when the episode started, I was like, oh, look, it's Elton. Then halfway through the episode, I was like, oh, it's a lot of Elton. And then I started thinking, oh, no. <laughs> was it's Josh like, yeah, it's too much Elton. It's too much Elton. So I liked the episode. We got to keep him. He's still here. Still like I said, if, if he's gone, I'm gone. So as long as Elton's around, you got me. We so got I, yeah, and I I enjoyed the episode. I really did. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I was sad to see the origin story of Elton. It's kind. Of, it's really depressing that you know we we know both of his parents are, are have been uh, murdered at this point. Uh, his dad brutally. Woo, I mean, to to oh. get out of a, a crate after several days and Ooh. see that, you know, for roughly a six year old, seven year old. They said he's uh, five. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a good, that's a big five year old. <laughs> but for roughly a five year old, wow, young man, this is yeah. what the world is all about these days. Yeah, uh, can I just say between the whole bubonic plague thing last week and having a whole episode this week about a child not much bigger than my own child going through horrible trauma, like why is this show trying to trigger me? <laughs> you know, we're kind of. It, we're we're getting what we're paying for here, Jess. We are indulging in an apocalyptic show. 
yeah, it is a, in, it is a fair point, of, like, of at least the pseudo-apocalyptic yeah. conditions. So, that is like, a fair point, Josh. I guess I this is what I signed up for, know? but why do I have to watch children being traumatized? You know, regular Walking Dead rarely traumatizes children, and when they do, it's Henry and we don't care. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I mean, we did, you know, JSS, like they went through all of that with Enid. So uh, they shot Carl in the face. Like they've definitely done some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, I guess, I guess it didn't turn out great for Sam. You know, don't forget how poor baby <laughs> Judith was brought into this world. Like a lot of terrible things have happened to children. Uh, and if we're going to do origin stories, I, you know, for, for these kids, for these sweet little children, uh, you know, then like when you have flashbacks, you're going to go back earlier to their lives. And like, you know, there's not a lot of other life to, to explore other than like who they were when they were the ripe old tender age of five. But I did think that it was interesting that they uh, cast a 78 year old man to play five year old Elton. Uh, <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that that was a bold choice. Uh, just offset. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good episode for Elton. But it was hard. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was worried. I was worried. Yeah. Um, but it was. I was. It was even hard seeing him in the crate. You know, um, his his dad had been teaching him about Take a science. Look inside, it's Elton in a box. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. His dad had been teaching him about science the whole time, only to lean on here's a magic horn that'll keep you safe. <laughs> Take care, yeah. kid. Yeah, Ooh, tough yeah. to watch. Like, Dad, I don't understand how to reconcile that with the scientific <laughs> education you've been providing my five-year-old mind. Shut up, kid. Magic's real. You know? Get in the box. <laughs> get in the box. <laughs> I'm having a hard time right now. Just get the box. Hold the horn. Uh, yeah, there's 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 some stuff there. So so this is, for those who aren't watching, World Beyond and rely on us to tell you what's going on. Uh, our sweet little babies are continuing their journey towards Canadian New York. Uh, they, they, you know, are, are still trying to figure out exactly how they're going to do it. And the current plan is like, Hey, let's build a boat. Uh, you know, we're kids. Let's build a boat. It's a thing you could do in a day. Apparently never mind that. Never mind that we need to go North and the Mississippi river flows South. Yeah. Well, here's a river. Let's, there's a boat. They're playing Oregon trail here, folks. They're just making choices. Uh, so they're like, That's all right, certainly we're, a choice. We're going to ford the river. So they're, they're going to, they're going to build a wagon, uh, or, or no, there's no wagon involved. <laughs> Maybe there were some wagon parts on this boat that they make, but they're like, here's, here's like a, uh, like a dead boat. Let's rev it back up. We'll, we'll science the shit out of it. We'll get it together. Uh, and there's like some oil situations that they got to like go and get the stuff. Uh, and so everybody is like off, like on supply runs. Meanwhile, there's a bunch of walkers that are, that are, sorry, empties that are coming their way that they're going to have to deal with. And all the while, uh, Felix and, and Huck are going to keep checking in with Elton being like, Hey, uh, so, uh, Elton, hey, uh, you still, still thinking, thinking about, about still, going back? Still thinking about going homesick? Mm -hmm. I'm homesick. Uh, and so they're like really leaning hard on Elton and Elton's like, oh, I think, I think I'll do it. And Hope overhears this and reads Elton for filth. Like, body, <laughs> she's like you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> you, you little bastard. She's so, she's so mad. She gets furious. She gets into a huge friend fight with Felix. Huck has to go to Hope and be like, you know what? I got to be honest with you, Hope. I think like you probably just got to live your life and like go to New York and like, this could be good for you. It was good for me when I did stuff like this, when I was younger, it'll probably be good for Felix too. You know, it's like, that's an interesting point. Let me talk to Felix. And she talks to Felix and immediately was like, 
yeah, I don't care. You're an asshole. Like you're, you're trying to ruin this whole thing. I'm done with you. But spoiler alert, she feels like an even bigger asshole by the end of the episode. Of course, you know, by the end, she's like, no, Felix, you you helped us. Like you found the fishing, the fishing lure and you lined it up on some trees and you created that uh, fishing lure net really quickly, very efficiently. Uh, and you saved us. And, and then Hope and Iris helped Felix fight all of the walkers as well the empties i'm sorry uh and meanwhile they're having trouble with this raft that they've got to launch they've decided at this point like we are we are committed to the raft uh even though like it's like really coming down to the wire that there are literally just like there's an army of empties they're coming, coming down to the away. fishing wire they're right it's it's right down to the fishing wire jess and and yeah. so they're like uh we need someone really small to get underneath mm-hmm. the boat and, Deep side. <laughs> and, and like and do some 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 machinery chicanery. And Elton, you're the tiny guy. You got to go. And Elton's like, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> Once lived inside of a box for days. It's not good. And so the the parallel story we're getting through flashback is this sweet 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 little five year old Elton, who I don't know who the actor is, Chappelle, but that like that is at least like baseline Elton actors like cousin. Right, like yeah, that, like good sure. casting. They like, can teach each other. You know, <laughs> he was great, inquisitive, wide-eyed. He's like, I want to name my sister Esmeralda. Like the world is bright for <laughs> for baby Elton. Uh, science is neat. Dinosaurs. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, sorry, kid, this the shit's in the fan. You gotta hide in this box. He's like, don't put me in the box, Dad. He's like, I gotta put you in the box. Do not come out for anything. Hang on to this horn. It'll keep you safe. Uh, and, uh, we, we find out that eventually he got out of the box. Like he just willed himself out of the box after this moment where we're stuck in the POV of the camera in the box, watching poor Elton, like, like time lapse, just like going slowly insane as a little five-year-old finally being like, I'm getting out of the box. He gets out of the box. He goes outside of the room that he was trapped in and his dad is right there. His dad made it five feet. (laughs) I cheat. He's eaten up. He's all eaten up, and someone shot him in the head. And there is this long, lingering minute of like five-year-old Elton just looking at his chewed-up dad, and that is horrible. That was that was very effective. Like, oh, oh, the apocalypse. Poor Elton. And then we're like cutting back to Elton. He's under the boat, and he's like Spider-Man in Homecoming. Come on, Peter. Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> He's just like trying to put the shit together to get the boat to work. And he does it. But then they're like, oh, it seems like it's working. Let's start the boat. And Elton's like, I'm not out from under the boat yet. Please wait until I'm out. But they started up anyway. Because I was like, I'll do it. And so like they like have like the boat started. And like they're still fighting empties. And now Elton is having another claustrophobic nightmare as he's hanging on to the to like a facsimile for the horn. And just like praying for dear life, and Silas is just like, "I'll get him," and he just yanks him out. Him out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yanks. Hodor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, Hodor saves Bran and puts him <laughs> on the on the raft, and they sail off, and they're fine. And uh, Elton, it, like you know, Hope and Iris and Felix are all they're all back on the same page. And speaking of pages, Elton is working on his book still. It's his mom's book. I love how his mom's book starts out like, you can't fight the forces of nature. Everything is everything is going to die eventually, and you can't fight the inexorable march of time. It's all terrible. And Elton feels like his whole life goal is to finish this book. And so he's like, 
But none of that is true. Yeah. Hope is still alive. <laughs> yeah. And literal hope and figurative hope. We're all we're all fine and everything's cool. The end. Yeah, like it's, way it's, to finish your mom's magnum opus, dude. It's great how he like uh his his mother is like the person who writes the like deeply researched article. And here comes Elton in the comments section to be like, this is, <laughs> this is why you're wrong. P.S. I've only read the headline. Yeah, uh, thanks, random man. Your opinion is noted. <laughs> He's mansplaining to his mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, can we talk about the fact that the manuscript, is, I, and I don't know how he got a hold of it. For one thing, like, did someone when a he screenplay? <laughs> yeah, when he rocked up to the to the front door of the university, I guess he could probably get into her office because it's at the university, mm-hmm. and he probably got to have his mom's stuff out of the office. And but did she like literally print it out into a bound thing with a bunch of empty pages in the back? Like, yeah. or did he have file and he printed it out like that so he could do it at his leisure? I don't understand. Yeah. What if there was an ending and just like the copier, like the printer yeah. ran out of ink? Uh, and so like he's doing all this for nothing. And like she's like shaking in her grave being like, no, there's an ending. You're ruining it, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's also like uh, there's like an about the author section in the book. I guess. <laughs> yeah. there's, like, I feel like you don't do a dedication on your book until you finish your book and send it off to the publisher. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's the about the author Chappelle, where there's like the photo of the author the inside sleeve, and she has and, her hand under her, uh, yeah. her fist under her chin, like, <laughs> with like a kitty tucked into her arm, <laughs> right? And, and the razors in the background, <laughs> right? In case you were wondering who you murdered, <laughs> it's me. <Yeah. laughs> and, and the hopes, like, oh, it's really good that you're working on your mom's bull. Oh my God, <laughs> oh, see, it's God. like the picture of. Elton's mom's like, oh shit, that's the woman I shot. So now Hope's got the secret. She killed, she killed your mom, guy, and that's like the big cliffhanger of the episode. But yeah, it's like the it's the Elton extravaganza this week, and what a ride for Elton to go from like, uh, he's the spy, he's caught, he's red for filth, and then he braves his biggest phobia for like a thing he doesn't even really want to do. He doesn't want anything to do with this freaking boat. He's like, oh, all right. I, I guess I'll do it. And like before he even finishes his sentence, Silas is like shoving shoves him down. <laughs> get in there. The thing, you know, get yeah. to work. And I've made jokes about these 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 little tykes being like the Rugrats before, but seeing uh, Elton holding that little screwdriver like Tommy Pickles, it mm-hmm. took me out. <laughs> He's just like holding on to it like a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. And then they out of there. <laughs> so that was very jarring for me. I said, the nostalgia kicked in. I was like, oh, Tommy. <laughs> I have a logistical quibble. Uh, and this is a big one. Because this is like, this is the same problem I had with I Am Legend. So buckle up. Um, the Huck makes the comment that when everything went terrible, everybody blew up, the military blew up all the bridges across the Mississippi to try to contain the spread. Except, didn't we just watch Fear the Walking Dead spend two seasons on a cross-country trucker odyssey from Texas to Alabama? Guess what you got to go across if you're doing that? The Mississippi River. Did they did they Oregon Trail it? Or, they forged it. <laughs> or is Huck making that up about the bridge? They talked the wagon. Yeah, it's the same, and it's the same exact thing at the end of I Am Legend, like some people drive into New York after we watched all the bridges get blown up at the beginning of the movie. So Yeah, I don't know how you get in. 
Yeah. Did they take the Lincoln Tunnel? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's the it's the now that the bridge and tunnel crowd is just the tunnel tunnel crowd. Yeah. I so I I really feel like Huck doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Because it seems to me that there must be at least one bridge, and it's probably I mean it's probably like five hundred miles south of them, but there's at least one bridge. Maybe maybe the continuity explanation for this Chappelle is that Huck doesn't know what she's talking about. Like maybe Huck's yeah. just like, Yeah, I think they blew up the bridges everywhere, <laughs> you know. I read that on the website before yeah, I mean, all the she, internet went down. When they found her on the raft, she couldn't remember her own name. So how is she supposed to remember with clarity everything that happened at the military blowing up the bridges? Yeah. Yeah. All she knows is she had a broken arm. That's horrible. <laughs> Floating down to Missouri and a broken with a broken arm. Uh, yeah. And then they called me Huck. And here I am. Here Huck. I am. Yeah, uh, that's it. Do we think, and maybe it's just because I'm triggered because she hails from the Americans, which was a show about espionage. I and, was going to ask this maybe, exact same question, and Josh. Maybe, maybe I'm also just triggered because I am here on a podcast. Uh, this podcast has two thirds quorum of the Mole Patrol uh, crew. Yep. And yep, Jess has ask asked this. the same question as well. So let's throw it to you, Chappelle. What are the chances that Hook is a spy? <laughs> that Huck is not who she says she is. That Huck knows more than she's letting on. That some sort of Huck betrayal, some heel turn for Huck is in our future here in World Beyond. Um, since Brooklyn Zed isn't here, I'll speak in their defense, um, or in their place, I guess. Uh, I will say that there's a good chance because, you know, we're getting origin stories for these tiny, tiny individuals. We're getting origin stories for the, for the, (laughs) (laughs) we're getting origin stories for the, for the adults, but there's no, yeah, yeah, but there's anytime someone has a memory loss, you got to know it's coming back, right? You got to know we're going to find out that's suspect. You can't trust it. Like, oh, we just know you because you're a mysterious person from the river. Okay, sure, girl. Whatever you say. So, I'm, yeah, no, I can't, I can't trust, I can't trust the hook. Huck wants them to go to New York. It would appear that Julia Ormond also wanted them to go to New York. Yeah. Uh, Is Huck on Julia Ormond's level? Right, like is Huck like uh, is Huck part of the Julia Ormond squad, or is she even deeper? I don't want to spoil the second and last season of Dollhouse, but there was a thing that happened on that show where you're like, "Oh, is that what's happening here? Is she like very high up? Is she embedded? Is she part of the? Is she part of the 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 three Olympic rings? Is she part of the crew?" Does she have a, some darker purpose for why she wants to encourage everyone to go to New York? Should we be concerned about Huck, Jess? I think Huck's whole purpose was to, yeah, I think she's, the, A, I think she's a deep cover agent. Absolutely. And I think her whole purpose is to make sure the children get to New York safely. And so not only fresh, uh, Midwest children blood in order to process their zombie experiments. Right. You need to. Yeah, they need some new subjects. It's going to be the children. I don't know why they want the children to come to New York, but it seemed like her whole purpose was to get Felix out of there to chase the children and take care of Felix, who can then take care of the children. Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense. Yeah. Huck is like the other adult in the room. And she, I, I figured, I thought it was pretty suspicious as soon as she started like working on hope to want to keep going. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, it almost instantly, you know, she's she's like, Will, you go talk to them. I'll talk to Hope. And then she goes to Hope, like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we just made it to New York? Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? <laughs> <laughs> Even like the episode previous when Huck and Felix are talking and Huck is like, you know, Felix, uh, they might have a point. And yeah. Felix is like, I think if I stop to think about what Huck just said a little bit longer, I will realize that no, they don't have a point. And yeah. no rational person would say that these kids have a point unless... You're with them, you know. Right. So, like, I feel you like, do the invasion of the body snatchers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll, there's there's no tangible reason for her to be pushing this. She yeah. says it's a coming of age tale. Why wouldn't you want to go? That's yeah. it. That's her, that's her whole thing. She's just like, but wouldn't it make you a better person if you did it? No. What what if we die? I know, but wouldn't it be cool if you? If you didn't die? Yeah, if you don't die, it's going to be great. Yeah. She also knows there's probably nowhere else for them to go back to. Like, she probably knows, like, hey, we turn around, there's nobody there. And then how am I going to explain that to Felix? Like, oh, gosh, wow, couldn't see that coming. Huck's a bad guy. I'm fully convinced. I'm fully on board. Let's do it. Uh, I think that's I'm, that's that's three out of three talking heads right now on Mole Patrol. Look mole. at all the stuff we look at all the stuff we've manifested so far this season. Yeah, I yeah. think this is definitely what's happening now, and it's also like they told her they told her, "Okay, Huck, you got to go under deep cover." And she's like, "Oh, cool. Can I do an accent?" Yeah. They're like, "Why would you need to do an accent? You're American. Just like yeah. go be American." No, no, no. I got this cool accent I've been working on. You, you got to hear this. Like, I'm Huck. I'm on yeah, I've got an alias. I've got like a whole backstory. Put um, Huck. They're like, I think we actually want to go with another candidate. <laughs> Huck's like, no, it's too late now. Uh, I've been practicing for so long. She said, I'm in. I talked to Hook. I to Hope for you. I was like, yeah. oh my god, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of things like in your in your summary when you were when you were recapping kind of like the hot spots of the episode. I was yeah. thinking about all these little these little tidbits of information that kind of just came flooding back into my mind and i know how we were talking about the force of nature being the strongest thing ever do we have to point out that god literally like made lightning strike strike to send the wall the empties after them <laughs> if they were talking about forces right. of nature lightning said hey don't go to new york because money it money yeah, yeah it opens the door for these all these empties to come in the and then they're like hey we're running out of time maybe we can't get the boat to go maybe we should just turn back no, no, no. We're going to fight the forces of nature on this one. There's no bigger sign in the world than literally lightning struck and let these things out after you. Yeah. Like, hey, go back. We put a blaze of glory in front of you. Mm-hmm. We've now yeah. made lightning has struck. We put a river in front of you. These are not obstacles to be like, oh, yeah, we, we, we did it. We're better people now. Go home. Go yeah, you're, home. You're looking for signs. The signs of the world are saying, I'd turn back if I were <laughs> you. Uh, and Iris even has like the Peter tingle, right? Like she gets her Desmond on and she's like, is lightning about to strike? And then lightning strikes. Uh, uh, it's a positive charge storm, you know? So yeah. that means the, the storm is about 20 miles out. How does, okay, okay. So I guess I've never <laughs> been in one of these situations before. Uh, can you really just like sense lightning like that? Can you be like, ah, oh, smells weird and then lightning happens is that a real phenomenon yeah, yeah sometimes it smells weird yeah I, i'm from texas i can smell rain a mile away yeah but i definitely I do cannot rain. tell you yeah i cannot tell you when lightning it, lightning's about to strike you know it's most people i'm sure most people can. deep cheesy smell <laughs> yeah it was it was an interesting thing so when you when you like said that i was like yeah that is kind of weird that literally everything wants you to go back 
except for Huck, the villain. So I'm all yeah. in. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about Daiquiri Town for a second? Margaritaville. Yeah, it's Dollar Store Margaritaville. And I, in my head, they built this and like right across the river is a Margaritaville. And so they built the Daiquiri Town just to mess with Margaritaville. It's like that Nathan for You episode where he built dumb Starbucks. <laughs> and also is the worst place in the world to live out your last days in the zombie apocalypse nailed inside of a ripoff of margaritaville yeah uh <laughs> i prefer pina colada burg if we're doing our uh margaritaville ripoffs is uh is where i would rather hang out uh although i do I, I i love a, a strawberry daiquiri virgin please uh but i love a uh, a strawberry dack. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of the Miami Vice myself. Not a, we don't have done that. The Miami Vice, <laughs> a half strawberry daiquiri, half pina colada. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Wait a minute. I didn't know that. Let's dive into that. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's frozen, so it's slushy, and it's like it's sort of pink and yellow swirly. So that's why they call it the Miami Vice. Oh yeah. Oh. Get on okay. a boat, wear a blazer, yeah. drink that. Yeah, right I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of speaking of blazers, collars. speaking of blazers, when uh, when when Elton gets out of the crate and he goes over and he sees his dad's body, traumatic. And he, look, he and he has his moment and he picks up his little satchel and then he starts off on his hat. I just knew he was going to find the corduroy jacket <laughs> and that was yeah. going to be like his security blanket. For the, maybe I'm too invested in this jacket. Maybe that's what's oh, going man. on. But I just knew he was going to pick up the jacket and maybe put his big coat on and then walk out into the wilderness with that being his only memory of his dad because it was in the little satchel that he found. Nope. I just, he just, that was a uh, fashion choice. He decided to have done that. That's better writing. Chappelle. Yeah, I wanted it so yeah. that earlier. The Coke origin you. story is the next Elton flashback. Well, if we're following the lost model, it is. Yeah. Like if yeah. we're following the lost <laughs> model, like we've gotten like the obligatory flashback that tells you everything you need to know. And now we have to start digging into secondaries. So like Elton's coat could go the way of Jack's tattoos. Like, yeah. Or, or Locke is in a wheelchair in the yeah. first reveal. And right. then eventually we find out how did he get there? Yeah. He's a pot um, armor. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like, it, well, that could be it, right? Like, those are the two options. That's door number one. Door number two is flashback number two uh, worth the, the the telling of the tale? Or is it uh, Jack went to Thailand and got some tattoos? Right. Uh, we, we don't we don't know yet. But I, I look for, I hope, uh, Chappelle, that the coat origin story comes in the same one as the Big Mo flashback. We've gone four episodes, four episodes without seeing Big Mo? Yeah. I think I mean, they lost Big Mo. Yeah, I think Big Mo, frankly, is a coward. I think Big Mo should have spoken up and be like, I'll do it. I'll go under the boat. <laughs> I'm small enough. I may roll him under there. I, I may be a bowling ball, but I'm not stupid. Uh, like I think that that's what they should have done. Big Mo, they should have rolled Big Mo under the boat and they would have they would have been able to get it uh with a much more uh Without having to like traumatize a poor young boy to like relive his his like central triggering moment. Yeah, can I can I put up, put forth a theory that you're not gonna like? Yeah, of course. I think the last time we saw Big Mo, they were up mm -hmm. in the treehouse rolling it to each other and going Big Mo, Big Mo, and then they oh. hear a, they hear an empty underneath the tree and they throw Big Mo at the empty. My theory is they never went back for Big Mo. Yeah. Do we need to review the tape and and 
No, somebody out no. there. We're yeah, doing I, all of this work. One yeah. of you out there listening, go back, review the tape. Tell us, did they get Big Mo back or not? Somebody go back and watch episode two. We're not doing it. You have yeah, to do we it. have done enough. Thank We're you. Doing, we are doing enough. Uh, someone, uh, un, we need confirmation from one of the listeners. Go back. Let us know is Big Mo alive or dead or uh, MIA, uh, and and come back and and give us proof. We'll read the receipts on next week's podcast. Yeah. But do none of us see, are going back. Yeah. Do we we're see like Big Mo? We just move forward. We're going to New yeah. York. We're on the raft already. Yeah, like, we're on the we're on the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, but do we see Big Mo at any point after they throw it at a walker out of oh, the treehouse? That's what I want to know. Chappelle, I'm upset. I'm sad. Uh, you well, don't like, leave a good soldier behind. And Big no. Mo, uh, you to, to to think he made the ultimate sacrifice in episode two. Really? Yeah, and I also got to say that it it docks significant points from Silas for me as well. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Silas, like this is your thing. You carry yeah. the shit. You couldn't carry Big Mo? Yeah. I mean, we see what happens when you let Elton carry stuff. He dropped the oil. I mean, the, yeah, the, the grease the or whatever polish. it was. Yeah, the nail polish. He drops yeah. it on, on, the, on the ground. And I like how his moment of, he looks at silence and fear like, I promise I didn't do that on purpose. I swear. Like, like you can look at me and tell that maybe carrying these 10-pound buckets wasn't going to work out well, while running. Can we, can we talk about their decision to instead of they had a big box of nail polish all in the bottles so instead of just carrying that box back why did they pour it into buckets and then run around with these open buckets <laughs> what was the point why was well, that a but, thing well i believe it was uh iris who said all right boys double time and they didn't want to disappoint iris uh, silas certainly doesn't want to disappoint iris because i think silas has a thing for iris and poor little elton got thrown across a room by Silas just one episode prior. So I think Elton is very incentivized to not disappoint Silas, which is why when uh, Elton drops the, the, the bucket, he looks at Silas like, ah, <laughs> you know, don't hit me. You know? Please no. Arms up. Yeah. adding uh, a second phobia to the list. Yeah. Oh, He's going to be traumatized by everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's afraid of tight spaces, closed spaces, and he's afraid of Silas. Yeah, he might be a little afraid of Hurricane Hope as well, uh, because like you said, she was, I mean, she borderline grabbed him by that corduroy jacket and like held him up in the air like, you, you little son of a... Idiot. <laughs> He's like, oh! <laughs> I just, just want to go home. I just want to yeah, go and home. They're like, I overheard what you said. You're, <laughs> you're, you're making Elton work for you? And they're like, it's not exactly like that. And Elton, to his credit, goes, you know what? No. It is. It that. is like that. That's exactly like what this that. is. <laughs> I, I am working with Felix and Huck because this is nonsense. Uh, and I appreciated uh, the moment of Elton, uh, you know, even with like the, the looming threat of a very upset Silas in that moment, as upset as Silas tends to get uh, when he emotes. Because uh, he's like, is it true? Did you really <laughs> betray us? And Elton, like, at the risk of another Silas beatdown, is like, yeah. Yeah. I did. You threw me across a room, man. Like I'm, I want to go home. I need to take a nap. Yeah, Elton's a man of science. Yeah. Well, about ten percent magic, because magic got him out of that box. But uh-huh. si- he's a man of science first and foremost, and so this just doesn't make sense. I didn't like how the adults left him out to dry. They casually walk over as he's being lambasted, and they're just like, "Hey, what you doing over there? Oh, we're just like this guy. He's 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 betrayed us. He's working with you." And they're like, "Yeah, kind of. I mean, not really, but yeah." And I'm like, "How about you grab Hope and say, please, Hope, don't hurt the child because yeah. this is our fault. We actually said the thing out loud in front of her. 
So I, yeah, I, again, I'm fully on board with the Elton story. So anytime someone does anything negative to him, I feel it as well. So I think the adults could have been a little bit more forgiving or at least stepped up, you know, to save him from Hurricane Hope and, and Silas the Enforcer. Um, the episode ends provocatively, right? There's a stranger, someone new who's showing up on the outskirts of their current camp. Uh, New character, someone we've met before. Uh, someone is it Heath? Jess has Heath returned? Like what? What's going to happen here uh, with this mystery guest? It's uh, Rick Grimes. The, oh God, <laughs> that's the worst outcome. Is if it's Rick Grimes, you know, uh. it's it, there. There's like on in, on one level, I I I'd love to see it. I I love the idea that Rick Grimes makes his grand return here in episode six of The Walking Dead World. Josh loves chaos. Love you like you this like, is the chaos outcome. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I for mean, it. for podcasting purposes, that might be the best case scenario because yes. we're gonna go off. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I, I, yeah. don't don't you really want this to happen now? A little yes. bit. Yeah, little yeah. Bit. yeah. So uh, I I don't know who it is. I I just feel like we got so many great post credit sequences leading up to this that when there was no post credit sequence, I felt let down by everything that happened in the episode. Yeah. Maybe it's the actual Huck. She's a traitor. She's an imposter. Oh, that would be good. Are we going to see like the two Spider-Men pointing yeah, at each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. This yeah. woman, she stole my identity, and, yeah. and like, like that's my origin story. She's just been. She's she's Julia Armand's daughter. Yeah, and I'm Huck's like, evil twin sister, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was disappointed to see that there was any there wasn't a post credit scene as well because as you guys know, I had I didn't know that they were doing that until you mentioned it last episode. So I was very excited to to finally sit through. I said, like, okay, okay, do not turn the channel. It was a decent episode. There's going to be a good scene at the end, and there was nothing. Yeah, why would they do that to me? It's like they knew I was waiting on it. Was this the best episode of The Walking Dead World Beyond so far? Did we just have the worst week of Fear season six, but the best week of World Beyond? Here with episode five of World Beyond, the Elton it's like, flashback. It's like it just jerks us around. Like n- everything, it's never the case that everything is good at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's like I something, agree. one thing is great, one thing sucks, and then another thing is good, and the other thing kind of sucks. I mean, and I think, I think that the, it was the weakest episode of Fear Season Six so far, but I still think that was a stronger episode of television than what we got here in World yes. Beyond. But I think that this was the strongest episode of World Beyond so but I, far. But I, I hold Fear to a higher standard right now. Right. Now. I'm not <laughs> saying I always will or that or I always, always did. Have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but currently, right they were on a good run. Yeah, so this was the low point for Fear, for sure. And this, I think this was the high point. Again, you know, it's an Elton episode. I got Again, it. The kid yeah. who played Baby Elton was wonderful. That, oh that 80-year-old yeah. gentleman that they cast to play uh, <laughs> five-year-old Elton. Like, that, like, he was just like, Esmeralda, that's her name. Tell me more about <laughs> Jupiter and space. Uh, like, I just thought he was great. I hope we get more flashbacks with him. I thought he was a good little guy. I love the look in his mom's eyes when he says, oh, I named her. What are you talking about? Her mom's like, no, you that didn't. wasn't on the table. That wasn't <laughs> right. on the table. We have yeah. not. No, stop it. Stop yeah. it. We're not important, naming this child Esmeralda. parenting moment happening right now. Of like, <laughs> all right. So I got to tell Elton that that's not going to be the name. Wow. Yeah. And his, his dad is uh, making him grow up too soon because he's teaching him about science. And mom decides to step in like, 
hey, instead of learning about science, let's teach you where babies come from. <laughs> let's, talk about the, let's talk about the cabbage patch in mommy's belly yeah. <laughs> because I was thinking, oh yeah, she probably has a point. Maybe he doesn't need to know all this stuff. And then she goes, hey, come touch my baby. Come touch my baby, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Rub my belly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's I, really, I do deeply relate to the theme of this episode being like, here is the future that you were supposed to have and here is the future you got. I feel like that's a very positive message for right now. Not positive message, but a deeply identifiable. Yeah, it's very on point for 2020. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's a whole that's a whole big portion of this show and maybe because like on this podcast at least we're really inclined to just like we love Elton. <laughs> For whatever reason, we've kind of just chosen him as our, as like the, he's our avatar. He's our avatar. And so, like, I think we're just like, uh, all of us are just collectively like, all right, if you're going to thread those themes through Elton, uh, good job. Uh, And we would hold that to a fairly high standard. And I, and I got to say, with like out any joking, any, anything, that scene of this poor, sweet baby boy Elton, five year old Elton standing in front of his like decomposed, briefly zombified chewed upon father and they linger there for like it, it's probably not an actual minute but it's probably not terribly far away from an actual minute was one of the most like awful haunting hair like effectively haunting harrowing things i've seen on a walking dead show in some time of like being in the pov of a kid who's just spent like three days in a box cutting out of the box coming out of the room and right there is your dad who's like i'm not scared and i'm gonna be fine he's like you were definitely scared and you were not by <laughs> uh, was yeah, horrible. You was horrible. didn't even make it to the end of the hallway. All of that was very effectively done. Like no jokes, no bullshit. Like I actually yeah. think that they did a good job conveying yeah. that stuff in, in the flashbacks. And it's something that's really hard to do after we've been in this universe for more than a decade now. I think we get a little desensitized, like especially in some of those mid seasons of regular walking dead. It's like, Oh look, more walkers. Oh look, it's a whole herd of walkers. Oh, we're going to stab them in the head. Oh, they were once human beings. And some of them were human beings that, you know, and I think it's really hard to effectively replicate how truly awful that would have been on a deeply visceral level that it's like everyone, you know, is now a zombie. Yeah. yeah, and I think it right. did a better job. It did a better job than conveying that when we saw the Enid flashback episode. Yeah. I really felt like that was glossed over. Like, oh, my parents dead. Gonna go eat a tortoise now. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was great too. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, like um, I think yeah. I think uh, Jess has a good point because we've definitely been desensitized. I remember, I remember. She, oh gosh, I hate to say this out loud. I remember rooting for Carol when she took those kids out to pasture. <laughs> like, hey, these, these kids gotta go, Carol. Get rid of them. That, Lizzie's crazy. I think that was her name. Like, she's yeah. gotta go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lizzie's a sociopath. She's gotta go. And I was rooting for it. And then when it went off, I was like, yep, <laughs> good job, Carol. And now I see Elton. I'm like, oh my God, these are children. These are little kids. These are babies. So yeah, they, this, yeah. yeah, this did a good job because uh, yeah, walking that proper car got shot in the face and i was just like oh no yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Carl. Yeah, sorry wait, Carl. waiting to see what kind of grave injuries are coming to to some of these world beyonders we'll we'll have to wait and see maybe we'll find out next week so next week it's episode six of world beyond season one episode five of fear season six i don't know what's coming up on world beyond i did read a dalton ross interview with the showrunners of fear of the walking dead uh, and they reveal what the focus of next week's that 
some Dwight and Sherry action coming up on Fear the Walking Dead next week. So that's a surprise. I didn't think we were going to get them so again. It's a little, I they it were, feels a little soon. Yeah. Feels it does a feel soon. a little soon. Feels a little well, soon. Well, who else do we need to check in with? Who's left? Um, uh, we haven't seen Luciana at all. Oh, have yeah. We? Oh, I forgot about Luciana. She, she exists. She's out there on the show. Um, who else is on the show? Yeah, it's a good question. Who are the other main characters right now? Uh, we haven't gotten the, uh, we haven't found out about, uh, Grace. Oh, Morgan, yeah. Well, we're looking Morgan for Grace. Number one, we're looking for Grace. We haven't checked, how, how we haven't checked in on, uh, on, on Sarah and Wendell. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Where's our Sarah and Wendell episode? Why are we, we getting another it. Dwight episode? Yeah. We need to see what's going on with them. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. We haven't seen Wes who, who showed up on the show alongside Janice. He saved Janice back in season five. He's the guy who painted on all the trees. Oh know. yeah. Wes. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that. We have to get his reaction to the loss of Janice. Yeah. He's going to have a big one. I, that, I mean, that was a major character death. So yeah, well, he'll be the only one who cared. Cause even Janice did not. Yeah. She even did. Janice was like, it's my time. It's time to go. <laughs> it's, it's time, time to go. Time. Time to go. Uh, so we'll be back next week talking about, all of that stuff. Uh, Jess, you've got Star Trek Disco happening. How's that going? Star Trek Disco is a lot of fun. Uh, Mike Bloom and I are at last every week, breaking down everything that happens. And uh, it's very Star Wars-y kind of season right now. So we're enjoying that. And they're way off in the future, which is different from being a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it's a little dystopian, but I think it's, again, it's one of those right messages for the times. So that is fun. Check it, check in with us on that. And then over on RHAP, we're doing amazing race. We have two weekly shows and they're about as strange and irreverent as this very show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause that's how I feel about everything now. I'm just going to yeah. make fun of it. <laughs> All right. Well, you could you could slide into at Haymaker Hattie's uh, mentions, Next but week. don't ex- don't expect uh, any quick replies from Jess right now. Chappelle, what's going on with you? You were just on Community Building. That was a blast. Yeah, I was on Community Building and the Choir Room from last week on a different podcast. Yep. But now I think for the first time in a month, I am off the clock. I don't think I have Yay! anything coming up. Yes, Yay! yes, yeah. I've gotten passed around the podcast universe like a whore, and now yeah. I can finally <laughs> rest. Um, and just you know, I'm like Thanos. I could just sit here and retire, you know, and, don't and get garden. No, 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 you're <laughs> stuck in here. You're stuck. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, this is part of my retirement. I get to hang out with you guys and have Chappelle, a good time talking about these shows. Chappelle, you have. Uh, perhaps made a great mistake that you've wandered into the zombie apocalypse and Jess and I are like, now you're here. You're, you're here with us now. Uh, well, I'm, I, yeah, again, I'm Elton. I'm like, are you sure I can't go home? No, <laughs> I can't, you can't. You can't. Like, turn back. Uh, no, yeah, anytime but, you need to turn back, but uh, we'll, we'll, no. uh, we'll do our, we'll do our best to, uh, to we'll do our best Huck impression to keep you on. Um, yeah, um, th- yeah, no, I'm I'm having the time of my life. Honestly, I don't think I'll be able to find any other two people to talk to me about corduroy uh, pants and jackets. <laughs> Fair point. Um, yeah, and so as long as, like I said, as long as he's there, I'm here, and I'm, right. I'm happy to be with you guys. But nope, I don't have anything else in the work. So follow me on right. Twitter if you want yeah. to. But nope, I'll be here. Let's let's test the theory uh, at Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. Talk to him about corduroy pants. Let's see if there's more than two people out there in the world willing to talk to Chappelle about corduroy pants. I'm at Round Howard. Uh, talk to me about whether or not we lost Big Mo. Somebody Big go Mo. and do the work. Let us know. Uh, 
Uh, we're doing the work of doing this podcast. We are not going back. We are moving forward. So somebody tell us, did we lose Big Mo? Slide into my mentions. We'd love to know. Or you could talk to us in the Post Show Recaps patron discord by signing up at the $10 level at patreon.com slash post show recaps. Just mentioned a galaxy far, far away in talking about disco. Uh, that's what we're doing on Mando. It's myself, Kevin Mahadeo and Latanya Starks uh, talking about Star, uh, Star Wars. Uh, and baby Yoda, the only baby more precious than Elton uh, out here on these mean TV streets. So uh, we're doing that every single week. Check that out. Plenty of other podcasts happening here on Post Show Recaps. We'll be back next week with more zombies. Fear the Walk of Dead world beyond. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.